0: Hello, and welcome to this Hot Topics podcast from NV Medical and Medcast. This podcast is part of a series based on the popular Hot Topics workshops and webinars. In this episode, our expert speaker, Dr. Joanna Bruce, discusses the recent developments in managing testing for inflammatory markers in general practice. If you would like to learn more and to register for our webinar series, visit our website. Dr. Joanna Bruce introduced Sonia. A patient complaining of feeling tired all the time.
1: Sonia, tired all the time. She's 24. She's had several months of um, fatigue, a bit of muscle pain, some abdominal pain, some headaches. Um, You check some bloods. Do you request inflammatory markers? So the answer to that question was actually just looked at in um, recently in the BJGP. And this was done actually in primary care research um, and not in secondary care. So it sort of added a bit more weight for me. And the study examined the added value of downstream consequences of inflammatory markers tested purely in UK primary care. But apart from the obvious funding differences, it's not a dissimilar cohort of patients. Why do we use them? Um, We want to monitor disease in known conditions to contribute to the diagnosis of specific inflammatory conditions. But often it's used as a general sort of rule out test um, for patients and used as a sort of sieve test um, so that we can just we can go, oh, well, they're normal, there's nothing much going on, or they're not normal, we'll need to go looking. So in this particular study, there was 160,000 patients who had their inflammatory markers done. And it didn't include patients that we already knew that they were presented, what well, they had a high chance of being raised. So it was patients that we didn't know about that. Um, and they compared the outcomes to match controls. And the primary outcome was the incidence of disease compared to the controls. So if you had your inflammatory markers taken, did you have a bigger chance of having disease than if you hadn't had them done? The results showed there was an inverse care law effect and testing was much more common in affluent areas. The raised inflammatory markers had ran at about 85% false positive rates. And the overall incidence of disease after race raised test was 15%. So the sensitivity for ruling out the disease was poor at less than 50%. So every 1,000 inflammatory markers testing, they found 236 false positives. But that then led to significant more testing, cascading through further testing, um, which led to 700 more GP appointments, 230 phlebotomy appointments, and 24 referrals in the following six months. The conclusion is that inflammatory markers, poor sensitivity, and if you actually dig down deeper into this um, study, it was actually showed that it was white middle-aged women were much more likely to be tested for inflammatory markers than other groups of people and affluent women as well. So it's entirely the socioeconomic group that I work with most of the time. They are tested much more. But actually, if you look at some of the other groups they actually had a much more significant disease burden after having the tests than the groups that were overly tested. It's actually a really interesting study about how we probably do too much of testing inflammatory markers other than those that we're trying to monitor known inflammatory disease.
0: Dr. Joanna Bruce presenting the latest updates on the evidence on inflammatory markers testing in primary care. If you would like to learn more about the Hot Topic series of webinars and podcasts, go to our website www.medcast.com.au hottopics slash hot topics